All right, from one from one beauty to another, how lucky are we? Jen Matthews joins us now. Oh. Jen, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland hey. Sports Show. I, I know this is going to be hard for you, but I want to start by getting your reaction to the horrible news yesterday that Dad did not make the list of finalists from the senior slash coach committee. What, what's your initial take? Oh, it's nonsense, I tell you. No, you know what? I was upset onward and upward. I tell you what, I don't. I really don't think it's what Cleveland fans wanted to hear because Schottenheimer and my dad didn't advance, but Art Modell did. So yeah, that was trash. Not great. Hopefully, he <laughs> yeah. won't get in. I, God, I just can't imagine he does. But what's it, the what's the vibe like at the Matthews compound? You know what? I think us kids are more upset than my dad is. I bet. He's yeah. like, you know, I said, I'm sorry, Dad, and he's like, you know what, Jennifer. I don't need awards. I enjoyed playing the game. It would be an honor if I was put in. And I'm like, no, but it's not fair. And I'm, I'm talking to my brother Clay, and he's like, it's ridiculous. So mm -hmm. he's actually the one comforting us. But you know what? Onward and upward, like I said. Congratulations to all the people who did advance. So now there are 24. And then I believe the voters meet on August 12th or so, or the 15th. Uh, to take it down further, but me, he will make it. And you know what? It's going to be like the brides whose weddings were canceled five million times during COVID. We're just going to party extra hard when he does. <laughs> yeah. You know, on that, on that <laughs> note, uh, is your brother? I, I know your brother had a tremendous career. What, where is your brother in terms of a Hall of Fame support? And maybe, just maybe, if we can dream for a second, can you imagine? If they go in together, maybe that's what everybody's waiting for. I knew you were going to say that because people have brought it up and it's it's the best point ever. I would not argue if that happened. I would be happy as can be. We'll just, I think people would get sick of us though. They'd be like, oh, these Matthews are everywhere. But I'm up for that. We can party twice as hard. Great storyline. It'd be right. a hell of a party. And the NFL likes a good storyline, yeah. you know? They got a little bit of WWE in them sometimes, and I could actually see them possibly, like, messing with that. Who yeah, knows? I know. Yeah, It'd be crazy. great. It'd be a great story because your brother, in my mind, as I think of your brother and his career, he was a dominant player for a long time on a great team, and that's the formula. That, that's what you need. Right. You know? right. Yeah, and really, right. you know, they always he have was. this magic number of 100 sacks. And Clay's like, wait a second, they moved me inside. He's almost there, but he's like, they moved me inside for three years when they were struggling on the inside. So he was a middle linebacker, and he ended up kind of shooting himself in the foot because he did so well that they're like, can you stay here? But I then remember. it was like, wait a second, we're paying this guy the big bucks to pass rush. He's an edge rusher. We'll put him back. So it all worked out. Yeah, they must take that kind of stuff into consideration. It, when, I, I right? would think. I would think they do. Yeah, I would think they, they should. So. Yeah. yeah, they should. Those that know the game understand. That yeah. he, he, it didn't mean he, he had less impact because, to your point, he was so good after the move that yeah. they, they they stopped having to worry about that long term. Right. Who was gonna who was gonna fill that role? It's always so tricky with defensive players. Same thing with offensive linemen because there's not as many stats, yeah. right? right? Like yeah, you know, with, with wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, it's mu it, it, you have a better feel for whether they're a Hall of Famer. It's also mm -hmm. hard to compare generation to generation because the Absolutely. game has changed so much. Hundred percent. Clearly, guys are getting more sacks now because. Yeah. The quarterback is dropping back to pass a hell of a lot more. 100%. So it's a, it's a passing league. So those those that are compiling all these sack numbers, right? It, it was just a different game when your father played, and even when your brother played, it's changed since then. Hundred percent, it's a different league. Right. And now you look, you have you know incredible athletes like Miles Garrett, who they just line him up and let him rush as they should because that's where he's best. Right. So it, the game has changed, but. 
you know what? It's okay. There's no, we're competitive enough. We're like, all right. So we got knocked down. We'll get back up a little. We got a little Vince Lombardi in us and uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll all work out as it's supposed to, but definitely not a good day for Cleveland yeah. fans. When I saw, wait a second. Yeah. Do you think there's an anti Browns bias? A lot of fans feel that way. Like the pop, you know, the oh, teams that have won more often, the Steelers maybe get benefit of the doubt on players more. Do you think that factors in? I do. And I think that's a great question. You would think there would be a bias towards us because we're a hop, skip and a jump from Canton. But I do think so, because inevitably, like now teams who win and who have been winning get more media coverage. It, it all plays into it. So it has to have a say in it. But I would love to have like a, you know, I would love to see more and more Cleveland players go in. And, and if Canton wants to fill that stadium, that's what they'll do because Cleveland will show up and take Man, over. You, are, you <laughs> aren't kidding. Here's my here's here's I'm gonna pitch this to you. <clears throat> you know, maybe yeah. maybe you need to advocate a little bit more aggressively. And by that I mean maybe in the offseason, uh, the Matthews boys, all of them get into an SUV, you travel around they travel around the country and go to each of these sports writers' houses and just show up there mm. in a very friendly manner and say Hey, here's why we think my dad deserves to be in. Don't intimidate necessarily if they get that impression. Right. And most sports writers are pretty big nerds and will be terrified if a bunch of Matthews pull up to their house. <laughs> and just be like, here's his stats, here's a PowerPoint, and then just see if maybe that changes some minds. And then challenge them to a game of football. And yeah. then challenge them to a game of football and we'll show you how good he is. So if you thought well, about using more intimidating tactics like that, you've got all these Matthews brothers. You know what? I really ought to add that to my repertoire. I should. Intimidation. I was just thinking of creating awareness of my dad's amazing career, but maybe we've got to, we've got to move to those sort of, you know, yeah. that approach. Jen, I think you I'll need go to go along too. Forward. Jen needs to go on that tour too because you're the best advocate, the biggest advocate for anybody's Hall of Fame candidacy I've ever seen. It's it's Thank tremendous you. the work that you're doing for Dad. And, and Jay, when my dad did that interview with you, remember, he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable. He told me to stop. And I said, so, you know, and I respect my father so much. And I said, Dad, I, I do have to willingly disobey you because this is ridiculous. And he's like, oh, gosh. All right, fine. I'll pick my battles. But, Sometimes yeah, we know I'll that. Hey, Jen, I don't know if somebody had to ask you this at one point in time. Uh, you got all these brothers and your uncles and your dad. They play football. What would be your best position if you played football? Good question. Okay. I want to be just, I want them to line me up on the edge and let me pass rush. I want to do some bull <laughs> rushes. Like, I swear, sometimes I'm like, man, that would be so, you know, when you're angry and I'm like, a, I like to think I'm a pretty nice person. I'm pretty level-headed. But I'm like, man, if they could just line me up and I could use some of those moves. <laughs> I used to, you know, Kevin Green, late Kevin Green, when he coached Clay, he, he loved a good bull rush, you know? And I don't I don't think they do this anymore. I don't think I'm getting anyone in trouble. No, this isn't college football. Okay, <laughs> he used to get a bottle of wine for every sack. And Kevin loved a good bull rush. So I would just watch the moves and I'm like, I think I could do that. Or I'd spin out that way or a little juke See, this I, way. But we and then just that. that when you know you've got around the alignment and you're coming from the edge and you see the quarterback, especially if it's on the blind side and you're like, oh, I got this. this is like, <laughs> can this can is we get a TikTok bad. video with uh, with your fiance slash husband trying to block you and you, <laughs> and you working the swim move in the hands, push pulls? <laughs> I love it. No, but remember, we can't, you know, I've got to like lay the quarterback down. I don't want to get a, you know, roughing the pass or, right. you know, play the game. Yeah, so delicate. Like, 
I'm not really sure how you're supposed to sack a quarterback without having your hands around arms you're supposed around to pull him. His flag. And, That's it. Let yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me lay him down and then go. Good luck next time. You have to yeah. apologize to him too when you, you got to hit him between done. his belly button and his you know groin. Yeah, he's got uh-huh. a very small target area. Thing is, like when you watch the highlight videos from back in the day, like even my dad stuff, oh. I'm like, it was just a more violent game. I'm like, oh, oh that would have been a that would have been a flag. That would have been taken back. That would have oh, been yeah. called out. Yeah. Would have been ejected. And it was just how they played. It wasn't that any of the guys were dirty players. And I'm all for protecting and making it safe. But there's a there's a line when it's like, well, this is tackle football, so right. you kind of yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah, Bernie Kozar's mostly made of screws and washers and bolts at this point. He can't <laughs> can't even get through TSA. The poor son of a gun. Bernie's one fly. of my favorites of all time. He was always so good to me, and now it's like to run into these guys in present day, like as an adult, especially when I haven't seen him in years, and I say, hey, you know. Eric Metcalf, like, I'm Jennifer Matthews and Clay's daughter. And there's kind of this, like, oh, you grew up. You were just a little kid. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, that happens. Uh-huh. They M- thought you'd be a little McNuggets, kid forever. McNuggets has a question. Go ahead, Mike. Jen, we've talked about you coming in studio at one point. So maybe when you come, we could set up some one-on-one pass rushing drills between you, Bull, Polk, <laughs> G, and J. But just initial uh, guess, who are you beating off the line the worst out of these four on the panel mm. right now? Well, I'm, I'm the biggest guy, so. Well, geez, the biggest guy. <laughs> there is no right answer here. I, I have to. I, yeah, there's none. You there's, take there's, me down, Jay. Hey, look, you, you do mess with my pole. Like, yeah, you take me down. <laughs> I'm blo- I'd have to block her. Like, look, yeah. You're not going to just beat me off the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have that. My parents are watching me. Scrappy. He's like, no, you're not. I'm not, I'm not going down easy. I could see you getting a little scrappy, G. I don't know. Yeah. I can see oh, yeah, we'd be in here. They'd be like, you can't, you guys can't do that. You, you, you're holding her. What, what are you doing? They're like, security? There's a, there's a big black guy. No, you can't say that. <laughs> hey, Jen, um, training camp started yesterday. The Browns got moved indoors because of rain. So it really, there wasn't a whole lot going on. But I'm curious your earliest memories when dad would go off to camp. What do you remember about those times? Yeah, I remember them very vividly because he played from, I mean, not my first few years, but from the time I was born until I was 15. So he would always go. So we lived in California in the off season. So we would, uh, he would go back ahead of us. And we were always so sad because we wouldn't get to see him for a few weeks. So my mom said if we promised to behave for a month, which that would have been a sheer miracle in and of itself with five of us and four boys. She said, we can go to Toys R Us. You guys remember Toys R Us? This oh, is like, yeah. God, just a it's tragedy. coming back. It is coming back. It is? Yeah. It's out of bankruptcy. Someone else bought it. Yeah, they them screwed and... their creditors over, and now they're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. Very yeah. uplifting. American yeah. dream. The American uh, dream, so you're right. Toys R Us. We'd get a toy, and then my mom would, you know, fly back with the five of us, and then they'd have family day and that sort of stuff. But I remember as my dad would prepare leading up to camp, there would be some of the nerves. And as soon as he got back out on the field, he would say, he, you know, he, I remember he'd call my mom and say, I still got it. You know, because <laughs> I guess NFL, you're so replaceable, right? Like it's a business. There's no loyalty. They're always looking for the, you know, next young, fast, strong guy. And so my dad was, you know, especially in your like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, he's thinking, man, you got some young guys in here. And then he'd get out there and he said, once he got in the groove, he was he was happy and he was ready for the season, I think, at that point. I, but I think- you got to understand, too, I mean, we were very fortunate in that they weren't fighting for roster spots. You know, and as you see shows like Hard Knocks and that, you do realize that training camp for a lot of people 
it's make or break. You know, they're yeah, fighting yeah. for a spot on the roster, you know, even if it's a second string position. So it is high stakes. And, you know, my dad said you would have one guy in there and then the next thing you know, he's gone and he's cleaning out his locker, especially when free agency came into play yeah. kind of later on. But I would always feel a sense of like excitement because it meant we were on the verge of another season, but which is kind of what they, you know, it's what they're training for year round. But let's be honest. I mean, we're talking about your dad. Your dad had the easy job. Your mom had to schlep five kids across the country. That's the tough job. I right know. My mom's probably like, I'll go to training camp. You deal with these five Italians. <laughs> <and>, five <laughs> kids on My God. She should be in the Hall of Fame. Let's <laughs> she should. Too. I tell her, I'm like, you, she's a saint. Like, and I have four, there's five of us born in seven and a half years. So, but you know what happened? We finally figured out who were the problem causers. And it was my brothers, Kyle and Clay. And because we were at an odd number, my mom's like, ding, one year, Kyle got separated and Clay got separated. So they were with strangers. I mean, within eyesight. And <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, all the fighting stopped. So my mom goes, ding, this is amazing. I'm going to see them by themselves all the time. And all of our problems will <laughs> <laughs> Smart parenting tactic. So, so ding. Did you guys then, did you, where, where did you go to school? Were you, were you living full-time in California? And if so, that had to be tough because dad was never around during the season, I imagine. Well, that's the thing. So we would split the school year. We would do football season wherever he played and we'd go to school, went to regular school, went home school. My mom's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not homeschooling five of you. And then in the off season, we'd move back to California and go there. So I switched, we all did. We switched schools every six months. I did that until I was Right. Yeah, so I was a pretty shy kid, though no one believes it because I'm outgoing now. But I did have to learn how to go into new situations and, yeah, you know, make friends and kind of find something in common. And, um, you know, That's I went incredible. to middle school in California, Ohio, and Georgia. High school, I would go to fall semester in Georgia, spring semester in California. Yeah. Wow. So it was just part of our childhood. And I do believe now we're, I'm pretty flexible. You can kind of put me in anywhere and I'm. I just roll with it. I and I survived like, four brothers. Don't I, I, I deserve some sort of award? You do, but I, you know what, Jen? I feel like you should almost be some sort of ambassador for education. Like, you can, you probably better than anyone can speak to how Ohio's education uh, stacks mm-hmm. up against California's. Did you have Let's a favorite place that. that you went to school you might want <laughs> yeah, to sell? Yeah, we're that. losing that battle. Yeah, we're like below Alabama. Well, let's right wait. Now. Let's right. ask the expert. Where, who did it best? <laughs> and it's okay if it would if it's not Ohio, that's fine. Uh-huh. No, I had a great this. education in Ohio. I loved living in Ohio. You know, this anti-Cleveland sentiment across the country, they'll say, oh, where have you lived? And I'll say, Cleveland, Ohio. And they're like, oh, the armpit of America. And I'm like, have you been there? They're like, no. And I said, where do you live? You know, they're like, I live in Buffalo, New York. I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna say, I, uh. I loved Cleveland. I loved my schooling there. People take their sports seriously, and I, I played four sports. I I love the fan. Like, I we really did love our experience there. And Georgia, I was in high school at the time, so it was a little bit harder. <laughs> you know, and I go down to Georgia, and it was so interesting down there because people live and breathe. Yes, they live and breathe Ohio State football, and they live and breathe the Browns. You go down to the South, and for the most part, it's college football. People yeah, are kind of like, well, you know. Yeah. And it was very interesting because they were kind of – it was like college football and high school football took, you know, were the priority. And then NFL was kind of like, eh, whatever. Give or take. Southerners are not known for their taste. That yeah. education thing did have to be, I mean, that sounds very daunting for a kid, but it did have to be a little bit easier being you because can you imagine just being in high school and you're just like, we just got this new girl in our class. 
she's an attractive woman and it's Clay Matthews' daughter. I mean, like, that's exciting. Like, if I'm going to, if I'm jumping high schools as like a ginger yeah. with braces, he's getting I'm gonna beat a, up in two different yeah, schools. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my dad has like a furniture store somewhere. Like, nobody cares, but you probably were a cool kid. Yeah, I would like to think it was my kindness and my, you know, sure. great sparkling personality. But no, people were afraid. Although I had like my friend's mom saying like, your dad is so attractive. Your dad's such a star. And I remember being like eight that's years creepy. old. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah. Are you? No, that's creepy yeah. to say that to a kid. Hey. Uh, hey, I listen. know. Here's the thing. So fast forward to now, yeah. I still, I have like 80 year old women who are like, well, that brother of yours. And I'm like, Oh, oh you really still got it. <laughs> Shout out to them. Listen, he, he still got it. If I catch him in his in his mirror with the slick back, like, yeah, mm. they know I'm Clay. I got that 57 jersey. <laughs> well, no one. Did you see how Aaron Rodgers showed up to training camp? Oh, like that some was, Nicholas Cage? That was, oh, that was what? That's exactly what it reminded me of. I was kind of disturbed by it. Did, did you, have you guys seen yes, the video? Seen yes. Wow. Can yes. you call that up on Tagboard? We're going to we're going to show that for our viewers and this is something you just can't unsee. But honestly, when I it. saw it, my first thought was he might need counseling. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> well, he's trying to prove no, he was doing a bit. It was a Nick Cage remake. He was oh, doing OK. Bit. I didn't yeah. read no. anything. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing with Wait. Cage vibes. Wait a second. You're yeah, wrong. Aaron has expressed his disdain for the media, but I think he's uh, for someone who doesn't like the media. I'm like, yeah. he sure knows. Well, to play the game. No, no. Here's here's the true story about what happened. He had to spend the whole offseason uh, pulling the chicken bone from choking yet again in the playoffs out of his throat, oh, and he I got blood all got over it. his sleeves, uh -huh. and that's why he had to rip them off. Okay, so he, th this was a spoof. Mm. This was a parody. <laughs> I feel better about that now because when I saw it, I just looked at it and I'm like, what is what in the hell is wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, shout! Hey, way to sell it. Way to sell it. If you're gonna do a bit, sell it. I like it. Go ahead, do your thing, Aaron. Con Rogers. Air, right? Yeah. yeah. You're okay it's, with it? It's I, yeah, a Con I, Air look. Are you guys ready to see the side by side? Yeah. Sure. Of the kids and Con Air. Yeah. yeah. Give us actually one second. So it's, did he? It's so this is kind of like um, when Baker Mayfield did the Brett Favre draft photo spoof. Remember, yes, yes I remember, remember that. Yeah, they reenacted that, and the huge cordless mm -hmm. phone. They've we're, had an exact uh, identical career so far. We're missing an opportunity here. I saw Aaron Rodgers' long hair. Yeah, I'd be amiss to say your brother also. At, at, he was known for the long yeah. locks of hair. Do you like the short hair or do you like the long hair? That's a good question. You know, my dad played. With the long hair, the, the flow coming out of the helmet. He did. And then I got to tell you, his last year, he's in Atlanta, and he comes home one day, and he didn't tell anyone, and he had cut it. We're like, who are you? Where's my dad? <laughs> and wow. he said to us, I don't want to be another 40-year-old with long hair. I don't want to be that. You know, and so it took a while for us to get used to it. So Clay is at USC, right? He's a walk-on. He's hardly getting any playing time. He's like, I'm going to start growing out my hair. So, of course, it went through that incredibly awkward stage where you're yeah. like, are you, is it short? Is it long? It's like it's a Prince Valiant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just this real awkward stage. And then he got out of it and he just kept growing it. And he does, I have to say, have good hair. I mean, he got a, he got a hair deal out of it. I'm like, I mean, you guys got good so jeans. I mean, paid for his hair and I'm the girl just like, well, that's cool. But he just kept letting it grow. And then it became this thing, but it, it kind of got a little ridiculous when people were doing slow-mo videos of like, him spraying the water and he's like that wasn't meant to be this like very dramatic thing he goes my hair when it was dry would get caught in the, the clip of my helmet like you know where they where you button it in 
And he said at Lambo he'd get icicles when his hair was wet. Oh, nice. And I'm like, this is more information than I care to know. But <laughs> nice. yeah, so I typically go with short hair, but it worked for him. I mean, I don't know if you're a, if you're like in finance and you show up with like a man bun, is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Just no. for some context on that Aaron no. Rodgers thing, let's take a look at the side by side. All right, so this yeah. is Aaron Rodgers. Let's take it. So that's him showing up to camp. Right. Now let's see Nick Cage and Con Air. As Cameron Poe. That was his name on the movie. I, Very good. Did he do the wink, though? I mean, Aaron, if he's really going to go into character, we need be. some, like... She's he's, right. I mean, he kind of on him. He, 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 he kind of nailed it. Yeah, he did nail I, it. I love this bit. I really do. I, I support it. I mean, I think it's kind of, you know. Now that I know he's, he's just pulling everybody's chain with it, I'm okay with it. But I didn't, when I just saw the video, <laughs> I, I didn't read anything about it. I just saw it. And I'm like, what in the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. What, he's know. not doing like But hey, he owns it yeah. for sure. That's the he least disturbing thing that Aaron Rodgers has done in yeah, the last yeah, couple yeah, of years, exactly. I think. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> wow. That's a look. All right, all right. That's a look for sure. Maybe he's trying he to. He can win it. I will say, if you're going to channel someone, at least look like him. So I will give him credit. I mean, not sure why, but he committed. He worked he on did. his arms. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he definitely spray tanned yeah. too. Did everybody know Nicholas Cage was Francis Ford Coppola's son? I did. Yeah. He, I, did I just recently that. found that well, out. He, he <laughs> dropped the name. Really? Yeah. I think it's his know. nephew. He, oh, you yeah. didn't know? I think and, it's his nephew. And, and specifically or changed his, nephew, his name. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah nephew. Specifically changed his name because he didn't want right, right, everybody right. in the business to say that he rode his uncle's coattails. Right. But he did actually get yeah. help from his uncle and rode his uncle's coattails. He just didn't want everyone to know well, about Well, what was funny was he changed his name, but he told everybody that his real name was. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, you know, it's like, what? Yeah, that's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need any more Nicholas Cage trivia? Helpful information. No, I learn use, something new useless. every time I join you. But it's useless information, honestly. Like, you know yeah, what? But I'm going to pull that out the next time I'm at a dinner party, and I'm going to say, you know, in case anyone was wondering, Nicholas Cage, and then they're going to be like, how do you know this? And I'm, I'm just going to smile and go, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We'll let yeah. you use that. Like hey, um, I, we have to ask you because you were on when we talked last last time you were on. We talked about U, USC and UCLA yeah. heading to the Big Ten, and then yesterday during our program, the news broke that the Big Ten is also in talks with so Cal, Stanford, Washington, yeah. and Oregon. They have to, to change to, to the name of the conference. It's just well, stupid. I, I think just I go for twenty and call it the yeah. Big Twenty. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know yeah. what. What do you make of all this? This is so interesting, right? Because they have their media day and the Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren says, I'm not actively poaching people, but, and it has to be strategic. All right, let's call a spade a spade. Strategic means like money's the bottom line. Is this like going to make us money? Now, when you look at SC and UCLA, LA is the second biggest media market. So right. it's like, of course it's going to make sense. Well, now I actually kind of feel bad badly for Oregon because now they're in this like kind of leftover you know, the top talent's gone. And now, okay, if they go, yes, exactly. It's stupid that it's called the Big Ten. You're like, at this point, it's like the Big 78 or something. But um, I, I don't know. Because then if, if Oregon, Cal, Stanford, and Washington go, what the heck happens with, like, the Arizona schools, BYU, Utah, and, and Washington State? It's just like this it, – it's like the, the worst of the worst left. So we'll see. They said they wouldn't make an announcement until the media, right, you know, that – contract has been dealt with in August, but what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, is well, this just like a joke now? Are we going to have like three mega no rivalries? I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't care. The rivalries don't matter to me because I didn't grow up with it, but <clears throat> it, like the whole thing's stupid. They should just, the SEC and the, the new SEC and the new Big Ten, 
should take their 20 schools each, break away, and then just do a playoff between those two conferences. It's well, that's where it's going. It can't even. It's not even a conference anymore. It's a whole league. I mean, it's just silly. It's silly. Well, the, thing is, the landscape of college football has completely changed, right? Yes. We have the playoff yeah. system. We have name, image, likeness. Like it. It's just. I'm a bit of a traditionalist, and I did like when I was at SC. We were the Pac-12. When my parents were there, it was the Pac-8. So it is kind of sad that you think there was tradition, but they're going to be the Pac-8 I mean, again. Uh, right? They're going <laughs> yeah. backwards. You know, the adding What's crazy, Jennifer? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a logistical issue because, you know, Kevin Warren was saying, well, we're going to have four time zones and it's the first coast to coast conference. And yeah. I'm like, well, that means that the West Coast teams, you know, SC and UCLA are going to be playing some really late games. Right. Well, no, early games. And then, you know, people on the East Coast are going to be playing on, you know, yep. Pacific time. I wouldn't want to be doing the scheduling or the logistics or the traveling, but. I mean, I, I guess that's the way the landscape's going. So, I, you know, you have no choice whether we like it or not. It, it's right. it's all about the bottom line, which is dollars. And the, these media, I mean, yeah, the Big Ten media rights are said to be, what, like over $1 billion? Yeah, they had these billion. teams, it's going to be even more. And the, the crazy thing, though, yeah. guys, is forget football. Football is once a week. What about all these other right. sports? Like, is the women's volleyball team going on a Tuesday from Rutgers to, to – no. Stanford? I mean, this is so stupid. Basketball? I know yeah. you think about basketball, baseball, where you have more than a game. Yeah. I, you and then they were trying to talk about academics. Look, I am all for academics. Yeah. I was valedictorian in high school. I graduated with honors. I am all for academics. But let's let's be honest. I'm like, when Kevin Warren is talking about academics, I'm like, or yeah, we can talk about the yeah. media deal. Like, I know it's the PC thing to say, and it sounds good. We want to make sure we're going after academic powerhouses. Yeah, but how these suits stand up there with a straight face and and talk about what you just it's You know what? It's insulting. It's insulting because we know that it's not true. We know they're lying to us. don't care about that at all. They're trying to virtue signal that we really are about educating these kids. No, you're not. You're about making money, and you're proving that every single move you make. One thing that I think – I read this last night. One thing is this could be interesting – so you talk about how do they make this work logistically, and you brought up the four time zones. One of the very attractive things about this to the networks is that they would be able to, every week, schedule a West Coast game at 5 o'clock that ends up being in prime time. ABC has had a ton of success with their big Saturday primetime game. Mm-hmm. But but ESPN is, all, is, is owned by Disney, which also owns ABC. Right. What they would love to do is be able to program three or four big primetime games on Saturday night. Put one on ESPN, one on ESPN2, one on ABC. Mm-hmm. With these big conferences, with these big markets from the West, and Stanford and Cal, I know that it's not like it is with the other markets, but it is the San Francisco market. Yeah. That's a top five market as well. You're That's programming amazing. for primetime Saturday night games. Now you have a smorgasbord of opportunity, and that's not just one big bake sale on ABC every Saturday night. You yeah. could have three or four mm-hmm. on your network. Yeah, and it's make all it about money. Yeah, yeah, it's all about money. Can I, what yeah. is the, what and then you look at they have five games, which takes viewership up, which again goes back to the bottom line of dollars. You know, it's yeah, it is what it is. It's a business at the end of the day, and the yep. whole landscape has changed. So, but you know what? Tell us that. Call us. You know, don't don't, don't insult our intelligence and and still try to hide behind this crazy notion that we're all about educating our, our student athletes. 
No, you're not. What would be about what would the trickle down effect of this be for like the lesser conferences? Has anybody talked about that? What happens to like it, the Colonial League and it's all? It's going to push them into to obscurity. To obscurity. Like I yeah. mean, they're already pretty they're obscure. They're already obscure. But I'm saying they are. But even do more they so. combine now? Does like the you know do, do they start to Who try knows? and do this? I don't know because yeah. the Power Five has really become the Power Two. Yeah. And and so mm-hmm. what what ultimately happens to the Yukons and to the Toledos and the Bowling Greens and all of those schools? Uh, someone at ESPN once told me, I said, why are you making these Mac schools play on Tuesday night? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, they give them a week off before it, so they yeah. don't play on Saturday. Obviously, right. you couldn't play on two-day recharge. But the, the answer was so quick. It's like, oh, well, you know, gamblers need to, right. something to bet on every day of the week. Of uh-huh. So that's why we have games. So what these other schools do is say, okay, we're going to, all of our games are going to be on Wednesdays. And all of our games are going to be on Thursdays. And Why don't they move those whole, those whole conferences should just move to the spring and have their own championship. People would watch it. There's been talk of that before, yeah. like some of those smaller conferences. Like, what if we it did screws play it up the for spring? the NFL? If it's the NCAA, yeah. that won't happen. But we don't know what the future of the NCAA right. is either, do exactly. we, Jen? I mean, who knows if that's going to be a thing no, five right, years right, from right, now, right. ten years yeah. from now? And really, what's transpired in college sports the last few years? I mean. I guess some people could have guessed it was going in that direction, but it's changed so much in all of our lifetimes that who knows in the next 10, 15, even five years, like what yeah. the next moves are. So yeah, they, they, you know, they want to expand the college football playoff system and all that. And it, it'll just be interesting to see with these mega conferences, what happens. And you do kind of feel badly for the, I mean, I guess some people would say, well then win and create a good product, but not everyone can be, a top tier team. So you do feel badly for some of the schools like the Bowling Greens and out on the West Coast of, you know, Washington States and stuff who really kind of only get viewership because they're currently they're part of another, you know, conference or right. Washington State because they're part of the Pac-12. Now it's like, well, who's going to watch them? You know, SC and UCLA are gone in 2024. Now they're talking, you know, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. It just, it, um, the whole landscape, like I said, it, it, it'll be interesting. I do love college football playoffs though. It's funny because the sport once was just built on tradition. Everything that college football Mm -hmm. did was tradition. And now that whole foundation bedrock is blown up. And there's probably not a sport that we watch and love changing more right right now than college football. Jen, have a great weekend. Yeah, that's another good question. They're going to have to. Them. They're going to have to join a conference at some point. (laughs) I agree. You're not going to be able to make it on your own. Have a great weekend, Jen. Great to see you again. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you. Jen Matthews with us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, McNuggets, you want to go right to the top five? We'll do top five, then we'll talk a little Guardians, then we'll get out of here. But as always, when we do our top five, it's brought to you by Roundstone Insurance. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money. An average of 20%. Yeah, 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money, too. Roundstone, Roundstone never forgets. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that. Did, 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 did. That's aggressive. I, yeah. I like that. I like that. I would write at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, you going to feel right. this. I know. 20%. I can save 20%. I know. And they never forget. Oh, you, never, you want your never, insurance company. Sometimes never, you want your insurance Never, never forget. Sometimes you want them to forget. Mm-hmm. But Roundstone never Never. Forgets. Yeah, never. They're on top. Okay, top five. Today, I, I, it's from Steve today. Mm-hmm. Steve. Steve. Our fearless Becker. leader. Nice. Yes, Let's go. We had such success with Coach Kyle's top five yesterday. It was we said, a good one. Hey, let's give our our new guest today an opportunity. Great. 
And Steve, being the ever so not pretentious guy he is, picked the five best Steve athletes Don't of all time. Don't screw this up. Oh, no, top five Steve athletes. Top athletes. Steve athletes okay. of all time. Okay. And I'll tell you this. Okay. I, I disagree with number one. Hopefully he did a better job than you did with Anthony's. Yeah. It's Anthony, better yeah. job than that, but I disagree with number one. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll tell you that now. So all right. Let's get to number five, though. Okay. Steve Nash, a two-time NBA MVP, one right. of only 11 players to ever win multiple MVP awards, mm-hmm. eight-time All-Star, Should not have been a three-time All-NBA first team. You can't argue with that now, yeah. and I think that's he's certainly a top-five Steve. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, where are we going from there? I like that. We're going to go into your neck of the woods, Jay. All right. With Steve Carlton. Ooh, Two-time wow. World Series champ, four-time Cy Young Award winner, won the 1972 NL Pitching Triple Crown, oh, member so of the 300 Win Club, and he had 10 All-Star teams. Great I, pitcher. And he was a total badass. I mean, this guy, they don't make him like that anymore. Note, no, note to yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, a, just a little tidbit. I, I have a Steve Carlton rookie. Ooh. Oh, do you really? Oh, yes. Well, that's mm. worth a nickel. Yeah. He finished his career here, didn't he? Yep. He did. He, I think they did sign Steve Carlton. My mom, my I'm mom, pretty sure you're right. And my mom got it because he, that he finished his career. My mom no got me the baseball card, yeah. Wow, okay, wonderful. Shout out Number three, Steve. Mm. Steve Spurrier. Two-time mm. first-team All-American he quarterback at Florida. He won the 1996 National Championship as the coach, won nine Coach of the Conference awards. He won the AAF Championship in 2019. His college record, 217-79. and 79. As a coach. As a coach. So he, I, what, what I, was this I athletes? thought it was just players. I thought it was just players. This is why I disagree. Look at, hey, this is the EP. This yeah. is me. This is crazy. He did win the Heisman Trophy. However, when I think of Steve Spurrier, I do not think of him as a but, player. But, but that means you're, you're damn good. If you've known in your second life it, it, more than your first life, which is winning yeah. the Heisman Trophy, yeah. that means you're a damn good coach. No, you're, he's, I have no problem with him as a coach. So if we're doing the top five Steve coaches of all time, he's on my list. And he was the first round mm. draft pick, right? Can we get uh, can we get a light on Steve for next time so he doesn't look so ominous? In the- <laughs> <laughs> he looks super ominous he, over there. He, he looked like the dude that come and snatch your electricity. Yeah, <laughs> I said final notice. I got I got a quick uh, Steve Spurrier uh, story for you. So Steve was known as I love that you have a quick Steve thought, Spurrier story. Well, that was so fantastic. He lit me up one time on national TV, so oh, you'll okay. enjoy. You this. remember it. He called his nickname was the old ball coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to change the narrative into the head ball coach. Mm. So in my intro to him, as before the interview, as I'm welcoming him on the show, I said, We're thrilled to have in studio the old ball coach, Steve Spurrier. And it's not the old ball coach, it's a head ball coach. And I said, I, 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 I didn't know that. I've never heard that. Right. I've always heard you referred to as the old ball coach. And I wasn't going to argue with Steve Spurrier right. on TV. So he's like, no, no, no. It's a head ball coach. <laughs> what a weird thing to get sensitive about. Well, he's clearly sensitive what about the age thing because he had a super bad dye job at the time. Oh, I see. And, yep, I, and so he was trying it. to run from the age thing. That's real sad. And I said, okay, hey, look, it's your, your, it's your nickname. Yeah. Welcome the head ball coach. But remember to when I, I told you guys that I tried to give myself a nickname in college? I tried to yeah, get everybody to call well. me Bishop. Bishop. And nobody yeah. would. But that, and, was, but, that was fired but, up. But, but, it was good. But when somebody told me that, I wasn't like, no, it's Bishop. I was like, they were like, no, it's Mike. I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. I tried something. It didn't work. Well, you know, I, just accept it, old Steve. And, and you know what? The media didn't accept it either. Every, yeah. every time I ever, I never heard anybody in the media say, there he is, the head ball coach. You can't give yourself you your own nickname. The it great, does not work. One, one of the perks of being black is when you're born, they give you a nickname. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're born and you get What's a nickname. Yours? Well, it's G. Bush. Everyone knows, the, like, no one knows my first name is Garrett. 
No one. Well, I guess yeah, everybody knows. Is your first name Garrett? Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I was just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny if I yeah. didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> that, it, it can work, right? It's it is every G day. You're right. It is G Boy. Yeah, you're yeah. G Boy. Okay, uh, number two. This is who I would have had at number one. Just throwing it out there. Steve Young. Okay, oh. I, I I had him at number one on mine. Steve Young, yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to think now who he has at number one. I'll give you the honorable mentions, by the way. These are the honorable mentions. Steve, don't take this. These are honorable mentions. Steve Iserman, Steve Largent, and Steve McNair. See, I had Steve Largent for sure in my mm-hmm. top five. Those were all good. Steve Largent. Was, and Stevie Iserman, if, you, like, if you're like, if you a hockey fan. I would have left Spurrier out and put one of those guys in. Yeah, I probably would have Overall, I think the list has been good. I think I know who number one is. Well, who's your guess for number one? My guess for number one is um, uh, uh, either – Probably Steve Smith, the wide receiver. I was going to say Steve right. Smith, too. No, he's saying no. no. Steve Kerr? Let's take it. Steve Kerr. Wow. Five-time champ as a player, four-time champ as a coach. Steve Becker, obviously, uh, honors winning. And that's sure. what's important true. to him. And it's hard to argue with that he is well, a nine-time champ. Steve Young did champ. win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, and right. and yeah. Kerr had sure. nine championships. Well, nine. no, he actually was – What? but I know that he only won one, but he was on the roster when they won others, but he was yeah. a backup, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean he and, has more than one ring. And but. and he was definitely forced in the last dance. His, 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 his story was a forced story. I think overall it's a good list. I like – I, I yeah, think four of the five – my list, I would have four of those five guys. Just but yeah, he's got solid to, yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. And he's our boss, so we love it. I, that's yeah. the best list we've ever had. Hey. Yeah! Congratulations, no, boss. I, Steve he's, Young should have been number one for me because even though Steve Kerr won more championships, he wasn't the main guy. He was no. a, a piece. He was a role player. But yeah. he's – and again, coach. Hold on. I'm thinking athlete. I, you can – if you are an athlete and yeah. a coach, you could pass somebody. Steve Kerr is a Hall of Fame coach. He is, yeah. but not a Hall of Fame player. No, I mean, he's, you know, so he saved Steve Young, you know, yeah. I would have liked to have seen um, Stephen Kwan on there, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's a little early. I, that's a big overlook. A little early, and then obviously, and the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin isn't on there Whoa. is a travesty. Ooh. How many times did he hold the belt, Anthony? Was, it, was the question top five athletes or top five sports People. He's an athlete. athlete. I thought, I thought athlete. Athlete. wrestlers are athletes. He's an not, athlete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm going to bump down one of those old timey pitchers, yeah. I think, personally. Yeah. Steve Carlton got to go. You know? I put some Austin Ooh. in there. Don't Steve take Steve Carlton. He's a great pitcher. Yeah, Steve's Stone one of the greatest Cold pitchers of is, our lifetime. Stone Cold is one well, of the top He would get up on the But there were storylines. Like a lot of his victories were written into the script. Yeah. And Steve Carlton had to earn every one of those 300 plus victories. But he, listen, he drank beers in public. Yeah. That's hard to do. Like, you if was able to just crack beers and pour them down his chest. Yeah, that, like that'd be a signature. Move. I'm in. I'm just saying. You know, I just want to say I, I, I like the list. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate right. it. If I put Stone Cold on the list, Bull would have ripped me. Just throw yeah. it out there. That's not a real athlete. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you no, don't. he's an athlete. If you if you said top five sports figures and put him, then I would have ripped you because he didn't play a sport. What I've learned, though, about athlete. Bull is Bull's coming after you no matter what you do in your time. I know. Yeah. And that's why I love Bull. It's a good yeah. back and forth. Yeah, yeah it is good. Uh, yeah, and, and I disagreed. I didn't like Spurrier on there. Uh, yeah, I don't care right. that Steve's the executive producer. And I'll it, rip him if necessary. In the chat, <laughs> in the chat, Fry says, uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Wait a minute. What, what is he? Yeah. He's a crappy Seagal. actor. Amazing no, martial artist. Kenny or Ken, some sort of MMA. Miller is like, they're just no. putting it in there. Kenny Steven Miller Seagal says Steven Seagal. is like Seagal. the worst actor ever. And a terrible <laughs> person. One of, yes. Yeah, no. no. Not going there. Is karate an athlete? He was. I mean, was he like? Was he competing? No, no. He. I, I'm, He's a clown. I'm assuming that person's kidding because yeah, Steven yeah, Skull is yeah, yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A psychopath too. See, by didn't the way. Get, that's why you explained this. Yeah, just letting you know. That's yeah. not a better picture. That's yeah. not a better. No. Angle. 
That's not a better. It's a new angle, though. It never had that angle before. Now you can just see that he's living over us. Speaking of Stephen Kwan, can we get to the Guardians now? Sure, let's get to the Guardians. Talk about the Guardians. So last night, Naylor did it again. Josh Naylor hit a solo home run in the ninth. He now has three home runs that won games in the ninth inning or later. That leads the major leagues. It's fun to watch that happen in Boston, too. It really was fun. And I mean, he hit it over the Green Monster and out of Fenway Park. Yep. He absolutely clobbered it. Sad Boston. I love this guy. I've loved him all year. And then Classe, who I didn't love earlier in the year, but Bull kept telling me, I was telling you, Naylor's the real deal. And you kept telling me Classe's the real deal. Last night, we both, both got it right. Yeah. And I have totally changed my thinking on yeah. Class A. One of the most reliable closers in the game right now. I'm going to say he's the best right now. Yeah. He is the uh, best closer for in the game Josh right Hader. now. I don't know. I'm taking this guy yeah. because when he changes speeds with the slider, the slider Nasty. he threw to a couple hitters last night, it's, un, it's unhittable. Nasty. It's, it's almost like Mariano's cutter. I mean, yeah. he looks so good right now. Oh. And I'll tell you, De Los Santos has pitched really well for them. He's been he's mm-hmm. done very, a nice very job. Nice. He's, yeah. he's the, the bullpen was great because Quantrill stunk yesterday. He didn't pitch well, no. But and they, they kept blowing what? They, the they, lead. They and, did, but know. they stayed in it. They didn't yep. give up. They got the big hit in the, uh, I think they tied it in the well, seventh. Miles Straw. In the Miles Straw. Miles Straw. And by the way, the He's catch finally that Miles Straw, Miles Straw. The catch that Straw made to end the game. Great play. When that was hit, I thought you that's a ground rule dog. You mm-hmm. see rapid fire baseball? I know. Yes, Miles great. Straw. I'll keep your head down. Miles Straw credit because I've been hard on him the last couple of weeks. He finally come out for the last like three weeks. His average is in a coma for three and a half months. Hitting the ball. So, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. They're 50 and 47. Yeah. They're a game and a half behind the Twins for first place. Right. And the trade deadline is three days away. They're Tell me two. who they're getting. Tell me who they're getting. Who is the general manager okay. of the Cleveland Guardians? Thank you. Okay. Tell me. Who are you calling? What Come deal are you okay. making to make this team better? Who My getting? two favorite teams are a perfect match here. I know. You've okay? been saying this all year. But I'm going to expand the trade. I'm going to make a blockbuster trade with the Cubs, and here's what I'm doing. All right, I'm, I'm giving them – I'm I got to give the Cubs four or five prospects in the deal. Two top guys – two top guys two, – two guys in your top ten. You got to give them something. Can you give us an example of that? Who would that be? Like, it, what are you Listen, willing to give I don't them? care. I don't okay. think you, you don't do care. because Contreras is a real – Well, but I'm not just trading you, Contreras. Here's oh, what I'm trading want, you. You want something I'm else. trading you Wilson Contreras to play catcher. Now, he's a rental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Ian Happ. Mm. Ian Happ was an all-star this year. Uh, he's an excellent hitter. He gets on base. Are they giving – are they shopping him? They are. Wow, that's surprising to me. He's got, I think, two years left. That's why I'm I surprised they're shopping him. Okay. They, Ian Happ's the second best outfielder available. Well, Brian Reynolds is better than Happ, but Brian Reynolds, I don't think, is being traded. But Happ, outside of Soto, is the best outfielder available. Yeah. He can play any position and, in the outfield, and, and he can play the infield if he if you needed him to. Right. He's got a great bat, and he's having his best year. Sure. And you'd have him under control. And in that deal, I'm getting four veteran. I'm getting four players from the Cubs. I'm getting, filling every need. With this one trade, I'm getting Contreras to catch. I'm getting Ian Happ to play the outfield. I'm getting Wade Miley, a veteran starting pitcher. He's only made four starts this year because he's been hurt, but he's on a rehab assignment. He's pitched well in those four starts. He was excellent last year for Cincinnati, and and he's pitched well, like I said, this year. He's a good veteran back of the rotation starter. How, how much time does he have on his deal? He's his one year deal. That's it. So that's he's a, a rental, super rental too. And then David Robertson, who's a rental also. Now, wow, and how old is Robertson now? He's a veteran relief pitcher. Pitch, pitch, pitch. He's been the Cubs' closer. He'll be a good right, reliever. Right. You, you add to all four things you need, a catcher, an outfielder, a starting pitcher, and a relief pitcher. Yeah. You give up Ian Happ's worth a lot. The other guys, and Contreras is worth a decent amount, even though he's a I'm curious to see The other two guys up. you're not giving up much for. I'm saying you give one, you know, one of your top five pros- prospects, one of the infielders, which they have a glut of, 
Then you give away, an, you give another player that's in your six to ten, and then two other wild card prospects that are not. Huge See, I prospects. can't put my mind around that because you're. It's just, so big, it probably will never happen. No, that will never happen. But that right? would that would be huge. Not to mention. Those guys all have playoff experience. No, they do, and and they all make sense. But yeah. what, what I I can't weigh that trade yeah. because you haven't given me specific players. You just say one of these guys and one of those okay, guys. Okay, so so let's say plug in some names. Let's say we're we're trading Gabriel Arias. Mm. We're trading. Um, uh, Hard to like give Freeman's up. off limits. You're not not you're Freeman. Not touching Freeman. Not Espino. Espino's off limits. Valera. All those guys are off my. They're they're not. Being and moved. you got to get one. You give up one guy from that group. That's Arius. Okay. All right. The okay. Uh, then you get you give up maybe um, what's his name? The catcher. Uh, either Naylor or Lavast La La I can't wow, pronounce, right? remember how to pronounce the name. Yeah. Okay. Listen, those guys are not they... huge prospects. They're decent prospects, not huge. And then the other two guys are just. You know, wild cards for the Cubs. Yeah, I, lower I, level. Rosario prospects. will likely be moved in my in my view. Hey, listen, if you want to give up Rosario, I'm sure the Cubs would be happy to Jimenez have him. Jimenez is off limits. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not asking for you. I'm asking for. I'm saying the Cubs got to get one of your top prospects. Yeah. I'm saying Arias, but one okay, of them. Okay. Okay. And then you give one good, one top prospect, one good prospect, and two wild card prospects. I, I, so here's what I would say to that. And you have filled every hole you have. Here's why I would say no to that deal. Yeah. Uh, two of those players, at least two of those players, are extreme rentals. They're, they're, they're under control. Well, three of them year. are rent. They're all rentals. Okay. Except the for reason half. I don't like that is yeah. because, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Before teams make big trades like this, that that will change the trajectory of their franchise, yeah. they always look at what's going on it, outside of not just their division, but yeah. in their league. And I don't see how those moves makes them better than the Yankees. It doesn't. Well, but. So I don't want to give up long-term young prospects. Well, here's the thing, okay, is you're only giving up one prospect you think is on the top of the pile. And that's it. You're getting four players, including one, Ian Happ, who would be your best outfielder, and you've got him for two years. And if you and if you feel like you're not going to compete next year, you could always spin him off at the end you of could. the season. You could. Yeah, you could. Okay? Contreras... I mean, think about the upgrade offensively Listen, from what you've got to Contreras. That trade is happening. I, in, in, not, not, not the pieces you move. Yeah. I believe that on August 1st, yeah. Contreras is a Cleveland Guardian. I be, hope so. Are you hearing that? Or are you just, no, like a, I'm just it looking, just makes sense. I'm looking at their lineup, and they're clearly, they, they have to be a, a buyer because mm -hmm. they're a game and a half out of first place. You yeah. can't just start selling pieces and, off. But Contreras, even though he's a rental, is going to cost a decent amount it because will, there's a lot will. of teams that need catchers and he's a he's an elite hitter for a catcher elite you're right he yeah. is but again i just think if you're the guardians and yeah. you're looking at the way your roster looks today yeah you have the, the he's the, that is the glaring hole on your roster it, i mean it's, it's 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 flashing red yes. you have yes. to upgrade right. that position you but have you to think upgrade about that it position. you're right listen nothing the guardians are going to do is going to make them a better roster than the yankees nothing there's nothing they could do that would make them a better roster. No, but they even if they got to, Juan Soto, they wouldn't have a better roster. It than the has Yankees. to put them in a position where they could look at that, where yeah. the front office could look at that and say, "No, they're not better." But we know in baseball, the best team doesn't always win. But they have to be able to look at their roster and say, "You know what? I'd take Cleveland in a seven-game series you against gotta, the Yankees." I think you have to capitalize when you got a chance to capitalize. Could you foresee a young team taking a step back next year? See, it's not guaranteed the Guardians are going to come out next year and be as good as they are this year. Oh, absolutely if, not. If yeah. they come back and take a step back next year, you done lost all the momentum. Mm -hmm. Now people are like, well, what, why didn't you make a move yeah. when you were a game and a half out? And you see what happens. Yes. Roll and that's why you know, I'm not saying I'm not for making a move. I, yeah. you got to do something. 
Right. But I, I just think that there are certain guys in the organization, and it's probably going to be guys that the Cubs would want for that haul, yeah. that I wouldn't be willing to part ways but in with the end, yet. Jay, Jay, they have a glut of middle infielders. They do. They, you they, can't they do. keep them all. And Jason has been saying all yes. year, they, they basically used the first 90 games to figure out which of these kids they're going to spin off. Yes. And, and by I, the way, like yesterday, the Yankees trade last night. I don't know if you guys saw this. The I did see for this. Andrew Benetendi. I did see that. So they've gotten even better. That's a and great And by them. the way, they give up two of their top 10 prospects. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. I know it's the Yankees. But in the American League, the Yankees and Astros are the only teams that are really good. If the Guardians made a blockbuster move like that, they would close the gap. And as you know, as well as anybody, in a seven-game series, if you pitch well enough, you got a shot. And Do you think our pitching is good enough right now to hold the Yankees, to beat the Yankees in a seven-game series? Because I don't. Probably not. And, 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 the Probably trade, not. and the trade that you mentioned doesn't get their rotation. Does not strengthen our rotation. I mean, it does a little, is but not enough. The back end of our yeah. rotation, and as you know, in a seven-game series, you're going to see three arms. Question for the baseball yeah. grown-ups. Is this the nightmare scenario for the Dolans being just on the edge of possibly making, like, being a couple game and a half back? Would they rather be six games back or seven games back so yep. that they didn't have to deal with these questions? Yep. Or be, like, one, be right up there and maybe be in, in, in uh, the it lead? It shouldn't be. It might be because of who they are. Yeah, it you're should right. not be. Yeah, no, they should be, they should be doing cartwheels This division right stinks. Okay. It's bad. They can win this. And now the pressure's on the ownership to spend money, which they don't want. They clearly don't want to do, and don't and don't think they're ready to do. This well, trade would. This trade that I'm bringing up would cost them a one elite prospect. It wouldn't cost them a ton of money. None of those Cubs players are making big money. Yeah, and I like Contreras. all of the pieces that you mentioned. Yeah. I like. I, I would like to at least look at the list that they're going to talk about giving up. Yeah. But this is a good problem to have too. Andre Not said last night during the telecast. And I thought yeah. it was dead on. He's hearing more and more from around baseball. Don't trade with the Guardians. Yeah, of course. Because we've taken everybody's yep. lunch money. Yep. We, If you look at the trades that this franchise has made, Miles Straw, I still think the jury's out on that. But when you look at what they got Class A for Corey Kluber, who made one start for the Texas Rangers. Right. Yeah. And now he's mediocre in Tampa. Well, he's not. He best. was in Texas for he was a rental. Right, right. And, and then he immediately moved on. But when you consider that they got the best closer in the game right now or one of Do you really believe that, though, the GMs are, like, scared? No. To They're all no, arrogant GMs, too, are, they, no, and they I, think I, they can do I'll better tell you than this. Anybody. I've heard G, GMs have said this before. There are certain teams that I just inherently don't want to deal with. Right. Because I almost – not that – no one's going to say they know something that I don't. Mm -hmm. They're smarter than those. Tampa now has a track record no of taking people's lunch. Mm -hmm. Right. And the Guardians, when you look at some of the trades they've they, made in the last five years – I scratch my head and say, yeah. how are they taking great prospects, giving up nothing? I know that the Frankie but, Lindor but, but, thing, a lot of people still wanted us to sign Frankie. We have the better de player in that deal right now. But it, He but, makes less than a million and Frankie yeah, makes 40 million. That's just one piece of the puzzle, though. You, you could take somebody's lunch, but then yeah. you got to eventually. You got to try to win. You got sure. to try to win now. But, you, but, but, but G. Bush, you yeah. can't win. If you're not taking people's lunch, no, you yes, that's true. That's but correct. the reality is, like other prospects that so many fans were afraid to trade, right? We didn't. Nobody wanted to trade Clint Frazier. What's he done? He's still in the minors. No, I know you're right. And, and, and by the way, fans, yeah, not Pomerantz only is he in the minors, one. he's in the minors for the Cubs who aren't even good. I know. He I know. A, these he's Bradley Zimmer, nothing. I'll, I'll All I'll these guys. I'll end up nothing. by saying this, and and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's yeah. true. The Guardians right now have a really, it's it's a bad problem. I mean, it's they're. they're they have too many prospects. Yeah. Their minor league system right now is one of the best in baseball. They've got so many good kids that now they have to decide, 
which ones of these mm-hmm. we're going to keep and we're going to hit, and, and which ones do are we ready to move on? And I think if you're trying to win, nobody should be untouchable. If I had to pick one guy currently in the minors I wow. wouldn't trade, it would be Daniel Espino. He'd be the one guy I wouldn't trade. I and he hasn't pitched much this year because he's, no, he's had No, but I, I love his I don't prospects. know who said I this. Too. I don't know. I do one, co- some coach said this, but they said yeah. the, the word potential will get you fired. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah. As Casey Stern, formerly of MLB Network, quoted, this is the best quote, uh, prospects are cool, parades are cooler. <laughs> yeah, but you are, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I think we all agree they better do something. Yes. They, they've got Can't three days. Pat. Tuesday at Especially 6 p.m. Yesterday, I, I saw the Benatendi news yesterday, and yep. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. In fact, that's if we do final takes, that's what my final take is. But By the way, I think the Yankees will now trade Joey Gallo. I wonder if the Guardians would be interested. No Did one you? is interested in Joey Gallo. Trust me. He's <laughs> yeah. an absolute you know why? Bum. You know why? Did you guys see the Joey Gallo video, the gender reveal video? No. no. I did. I'll find it. I'll pull it up. You want to hear? A I won't stat? even tell you what it is. Find the video. And this this is why way, no one's interested in Joey. You want, you want to know a better stat than that, though? What? Aaron Judge has 38 home runs this year. Joey Gallo has 37 hits. <laughs> By the way, oh Joey, Ga- Joey Gallo wow. is going to go somewhere else and play well, so somebody will be smart to trade for him. He, there's some guys that can't play in New York. He's one of those guys. He was excellent in Texas. He has his flaws as a player. He'll play somewhere else. Yankee fans are spoiled and arrogant. Yeah, I wouldn't be. And don't pay any attention to, to their when they're, when players play in other places. I I, I wouldn't be beaten as Yankees are not infallible. They're going down in the playoffs. They're not winning the World Series. Okay, are we gonna do? We already want to go from here, right? To final. We'll takes? do a good bet, bet, real quick. Okay. Then we'll yeah. do final takes. All right. How did we do yesterday? G. Bush went three and zero. Hey. And I told went you, I'm two and one. Back. I went three and zero. What are you talking about? No, you didn't. G. Bush went three and zero yesterday. Wait a second. What did I? Which one did I lose? No, I went two and one. No, you guys didn't. Wait a second. No, you had these are wrong. I man. had the Rockies game under. I won that. Hold on, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling Mike it up. There's a lot trouble. of emails here. Yeah, these are a lot cool of emails. And I, and I was definitely two and one because I tracked it. Me too. Jay, I you were good on the Guardians. Yep. You said bad for under nine runs. Is that- it was over. Oh, did I screw this up? Yeah. Oh, I may have totally botched this, guys. All right. Well, we'll, we'll re- retract the record. <laughs> That's a bad job out of you, McNuggets. I, it, it happens. And we're not blaming Anthony for this. No, no, this is because totally I went on me. Th- I totally know I went 3-0 last and night. And I, I definitely went 2-1. and one. Yeah. And I don't think G. Bush, G. Bush did not go. No, he did not go 3-0. No. See how they do You it. had it for a second. They see took how, it from you. See how they do the brother? You had it and they took <laughs> it. How they do okay, the Okay, no, that makes sense. Rachel! You was there. You was almost there, dog. You almost had it. G. Bush, I tried. But no, bull... You went, yeah, you went 3-0, and Jay and G, you both you. went 2-1 then. Right. Hey, G. Bush, so. that's still a nice day, 2-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Remember when they, the didn't they, like, here. take back the Oscar for Moonlight or something yeah, like that yeah. one time? Yeah, too? I think you're right. Oh. Well, they didn't they get, they announced the wrong winner. They announced the wrong winner. But, ah, that was awkward, but, yep. But we this let, was and worse. Steve Harvey, this Steve Harvey worse. once told a woman that wasn't Miss Universe yeah. that she was. Yeah, they tried to get him That was awkward, too. Excuse me, can I have that crown back? Yeah, I need that back. Still worse. You know you went, you second best. You got Steve Harvey, bro. You did. Yeah, G. Bush, I apologize. Right Bull, Jay, I apologize. So are these standings well. now going to be up to date or no? And Steve, are you taking notes of all the mistakes McNuggets is making? Mm-hmm. When's he up for review? <laughs> I, have, I have a few words. Well, I have I'm going to Texas. They be hate. All right. It's a good day to go to Texas, all brother. Right, let's get to today's bets. These are all correct. I just double-checked with the text. Allegedly. First one, Guardians getting a run and a half. First time they've been favored in this series. Yeah. Jay, yeah, I, li- I like, well, Ted? the Red Sox are just not a very good team right now. Uh, their pitching's been terrible. 
And Tristan McKenzie's been the Guardians' best starter, so I'm going to yeah, go with him. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. I think he's due for, a, un, unfortunately, he's a young kid. I think he's, he might be due for a shakeup there. And we, it's hard to win three well, in a row. What scares me about McKenzie is um, he's prone he to up give up the home run. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're playing with a home run porch that's, what, mm-hmm. 210 feet? That's <laughs> true. Speaking of McKenzie, that's our next bet. Right. Over seven and a half strikeouts for Mr. Tristan Ooh, McKenzie. Oh, I'm going to pick up a game on everybody. Another game on everybody You know, there. seven and a half bull is the new 10. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, last year, yeah. guys were getting to 10 with the, with the, with the spin. Guys yeah. were getting to 10 strikeouts by, in the fifth and sixth inning. Now, yeah. you look, and no, almost never is there it's a double-digit strikeout game. Right. Kenzie's strikeout game has been good. The Red Sox are a swing and miss team. I like it. All right. Next. The last one. A little confusion on me this morning by how <laughs> exactly right. you count bases. But over <laughs> yeah. two and a half total bases for Jose Ramirez. So, Once again, bull. To make it clear, Jose needs a triple, a home run, run or a, a double, double and a single, single or yeah. three singles. Yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah. So there you I, go. I don't I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I just I'm doing that. He's in a slump. His, he's I just was game. looking at his swing last night. It's not good. His swing is a mess. He's not good. And I and I'm I am i am not going to say it's a home run derby because that's that's too no. easy of an excuse. No. It has messed other guys' swings up, but he only had one round. And so it's not like he took, you know, no. three rounds of it. But his swing, it's bad right he now. Does he's not struggling, look the same at home but plate. he's due. I feel like he's he's okay. about to get hot. I think today's the day. All right, very good. And before we do final takes, let's take the tag board, Steve, just for a laugh, real quick. Yeah, Everyone. this is great. Oh, Joey Gallo, gender <laughs> reveal, bully swung and missed. You're trading wow. for that guy? You're trading? He screwed up the gender uh, reveal. Wait a second, that's not actually him, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, no, that can't be. No. Him. No, that's not actually Joey Gallo. Come on, don't tell him that. You should have got him. You know, that doesn't look like Joey Gallo. Like, Mike, he was gone buying with him. it. He no, was I wasn't. It for but you should have gone with it. I, I can't see both through this box. Bro, He's the only man. person on the panel. This guy, I can't this guy got the. I wasn't pedo. believing it, but he, he got his ankles is not even athletic. He got the pedo loafers on. Why would he take that chance? By the way, right? I know. Why would he take that chance? His son's gonna Could you imagine if it wasn't his wife actually still? tweeted it oh yeah. yeah you know what I'm gonna do I wasn't gonna talk about this but because you guys put this up I'm gonna talk about this as my final take these gender reveal things when we hit below <laughs> this is so stupid this is so dumb this guy's a dope he he swung and missed like an idiot and then he celebrates because he wanted his a boy. wife shouldn't hug him his wife should have divorced him right there yeah because he can't hit and yeah. they're having a, a boy I know his that's son, gonna be I mean, problematic his son will my never respect gosh. him his son will never respect him his I son mean, will never hit Yep, exactly. My With those God. jeans. Why do people do these stupid gender reveals? Just tell the people in your life, you remember, it's a hey, boy, it's a girl, whatever. Bull, do you remember the one in West Virginia where grandma got killed? What? No. Grandmother got killed. They did something. Bring up that video, Mike. <laughs> Google, Mike. Get it on tag, boy. Google gender reveal grandmother death. death. Can we show a death on air? No. Well, I, I don't know. If you want ratings, we, we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we probably I now, yeah, don't show the dying know, lady. Better, maybe we better not show maybe it. Tomorrow. I'll look for it. But anyway, yeah. this, this is I'm my public service. I'm pretty sure cert- that there was a gender reveal where a grandmother was killed. Yeah, public service announcement. If you don't want your grandma to die, don't do a gender reveal, you <laughs> idiots. Just uh, nobody cares. All these other people are just pretending to care. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see your kid. Nobody cares about your kid. You only care about your own kids, and you barely do that. I didn't even find out the gender. As we, the comedian, I waited. As the, as the great comedian Jim Jeffrey said uh, about kids, you take kids are like cigarettes. You hold them for five minutes and you love them, and the other fifty-five minutes you figure out how they're killing you. There you go. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a great fatherhood. Line. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the not club. my son, but everybody else's. <laughs> Iowa. It happened in Iowa. Iowa. Okay, Iowa. so what happened, Steve? What? It- 
six-year-old woman gets hit by uh, shrapnel. shrapnel. Shrapnel from a pipe bomb. Yep. Gender oh, I killed her. God. Frickin' killed her. And so we're having a baby, but we're, we're having a funeral, too. We just too. killed Grandma. So it's a push. Yeah. It's a push. <laughs> hey, congratulations. You got a boy. Grandma's dead. Mm -hmm. How do you... How, yeah. We're going to name you Eleanor after your dead grandma. She died at your gender reveal. I've heard about one pipe bomb ever, and it's like in Oklahoma City yeah, when that federal building thing. went down. Who has pipe bombs, like, just on deck? Yeah. Ready People to in go? Iowa, I guess. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. It's unacceptable. Mike? Oh. I'm sorry, my turn. My final take. This is something I'm uh, writing a wrong that I didn't notice until recently here. We've been here for how long doing this now? Uh, two years. Weeks. We've been here for two, <laughs> two years, years doing this, I think. Something Almost like that. three months. And uh, I was not a part of the decor discussion back here. Um, I just wasn't around during that point. I would have liked to have been consulted. A little bit rude. I'm not upset. And I actually think you guys did a really good job. But I haven't taken the time to look at each and everything, but I see a lot of good representation there. But we do have one glaring omission as the ultimate Cleveland sports show. And frankly, I'm a little upset with the Clevelanders for not picking up on this. And I'm mad at myself for not seeing it until now. I'm not mad, obviously, at the out-of-towners. I know that you're from New York, too. Although you've been here a while, you should know about this. You're forgiven, Mikey. You're from New Jersey. Anthony, I have no idea where you're from. We've never, had a, we've never had a conversation outside of this room. Um, but, and that's fine. And actually, I'm comfortable with where we're at. But the point is, the, the people who should know better should be the Cleveland people. And yeah. that's you guys right there. What did we do wrong? I'll tell you what we did wrong. You, you, didn't, you forgot a very important thing that we should have represented back here. Okay, let me explain this to you guys. Uh -oh. And maybe some of you guys might not know what this is. <laughs> oh, no. This is called a uh, plastic pink yard flamingo, okay? And these were very popular. Do these look familiar now, guys? Parma loves those. Don't Parma, Parma loves these. Yeah. And this might be weird to you out-of-towners or some of you young no. kids who might be watching. You might be wondering exactly why something like this happens. Where, where this comes from, this is a rich Cleveland tradition. These, uh, these were very popular in the 1950s and 1960s, particularly in the suburbs. Once there was a bit of, uh, there was a little, you know, everybody kind of moved out of downtown and went into the suburbs, um, you know, just to like, for, I guess, for safety or something. And Gentrification. Yeah, they started, sure. And they started, <laughs> they started junking up their houses in a very suburban way. Now, there was a horror show host on in the 1960s named Goulardi who uh, liked to make yeah. fun of how cheesy suburbanites, particularly Parma people, were. Uh, and by making fun of their white socks and their lame tendencies and the fact that they had kitschy stuff like Their this, awnings, their window their awnings. Their awnings, which I still have. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, <laughs> but these, I, I didn't buy them. I didn't put them up. They, they were, were on the house they when they you bought it. They were on the house when I got there and they were expensive to take down. But, so what we <laughs> needed here was this because th uh, this is a classic Cleveland staple, the pink flamingo. You're right. And this has to be somewhere. I'm not saying it has a to terrible be. Terrible omission. Yeah, it was. And it's embarrassing, and I apologize to everybody. It's been a, it's been a feature in Cleveland ever since. Yeah. Parma still celebrates these now. Parma, by the way, we love you, Parma. Seventh biggest city in Ohio. Did you know that? Parma is? I didn't did not. Isn't that crazy? Great it's a huge place. Is. And we are and their, oh, yeah. and their official bird is the is the pink flamingo. Yes, it is. And we're so somewhere tomorrow we're gonna get this situated properly. And by tomorrow, this thing's gonna be a major part of the set. That is a great point. Thought. And All it's right. a huge oversight. And we're sorry for the oversight. By the way, do you know why they're pink? Why is oh yeah, I do. Because they eat shrimp. You know who I learned that from? Who's that? You? Oh yeah, I mean, all right. I was happy. <laughs> we just did a show. We just did a show a couple weeks ago at the yeah. Akron Zoo. Yep. And that was one of Mike's uh, little yeah. tidbits that he did. So anyways, this is a new part of the set. And what do you guys want to name them, viewers? Tell us what we should name Ooh. this pink flamingo that's on set. Best one we'll get we'll name it that. So good luck out there. Albert Bell.
I don't know why, why that just came to mind. I don't know. Go ahead, G. Bush. Uh, yeah, Albert Bell. Shout out to You have Bell. a minute and seven seconds. Uh, yeah, uh, if you are rooting for Baker Mayfield at the beginning of next year, we've excommunicated you from the Browns community. <laughs> we've we sent you a cease and desist, and we will uh, escort you out of your job if you continue <laughs> to post that shenanigans on Twitter or Facebook or social media. We do not play with you anymore. Fair. <laughs> on to Jay. I like that because yesterday it was a hot topic from what he said to some of the fans. There was a Browns fan that wanted that he was had the autograph and he, saw it. he tongue in cheek and jokingly said, get that jersey out of here. He threatened the killer. But let, trust me, he will <laughs> use that. Yeah. that out. Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, he actually yeah. did. He, yeah. he actually, yeah, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. All right, my final take. I, we're out of time. We have 20 seconds left. I was going to go in on the Yankees getting Benatendi. The rich get richer, and everybody else has to watch the big markets play in October, and that sucks. We're out of time. We're taking a 22-hour break unless Deshaun Watson news breaks. If it does, we are breaking in immediately. Otherwise, we resume our regularly scheduled programming, which is actually black, until tomorrow at 11 a.m. See that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's epic. Creepy. Great. There's your buddy, bro. You threw a cat. Right, right, right.